How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And, well, today, it's still two women. But not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn, giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is all, no need to waste it. You can never turn, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you? I am just fine. Had a good um, couple days. I feel much better than I did a week ago, and I don't know why, but I do, and that's great. And um, I was really having a hard time with a lot of stuff last week and the week before. What do you mean? Just, like I just allergies or something? I don't know what it was. But, I mean, I just was so tired all the time, and I was sleeping 10 hours a night and felt like I was really dragging myself into everything. I had brain fog. I just felt really weird. And I don't know what I did differently, but whatever it was, maybe it was something that, you know, was around, and I got it and got rid of it. I think it's because you just saw me two days in a row. Oh, of course it would be that. Zip into your life. You're you're uh, you're sounding way too much like my husband. Uh huh. I know. I hang out with him yes. too much. Yeah, you do. But yes. anyway, I'm feeling fine. Well, that's good. So, how are you doing? I'm good. I I um felt a little bit like that yesterday. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't good. So. I was just mm-hmm. exhausted, and mm-hmm. most of it is because I know I've been burning the candle at both ends. There's been a lot going on, and I'm out every night and early mornings, a lot of. And so I was supposed to make it to the um, women's conference at Mohegan. I told Mari I would get there at 8 a.m., and I woke up and just felt like I got hit by a bus or something. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. And so I hung around most of the day. All I had to do was go and get my hair cut in addition to that. So I just hung out and kind of relaxed, threw on pajama bottoms, and went up to get my hair cut (laughs) (laughs) with my hat on and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I did it. And uh, so I feel bad that I missed, but what am I going to do? But what are we going to call it? Spring fever? Maybe that's what no, we have. No, I think people oh, are, no. I mean, I, a friend of mine was sick and, and some stomach issues and not yeah. feeling great. Yeah. So I don't know if there's something going around or there was, whatever, but here we are. It's a good thing. Today, it's yes, good. It's I feel good. good. The sun is out because we're taping nice on Thursday. Day. It's beautiful today and mm-hmm. um, it's all good. So have you been to any place? You went to something very important last week, which was the um, roast. 
Oh, we were last Thursday night. We yes. went to Brenda Bestoki's roast at uh, La Bona Vita, and it was hysterical. Um, some people were Nibs Lotney is the absolute complete master of ceremonies. He is the he should be paid for what he does. He's hysterical. Okay. So good, so good, so good. And I did love you tell him. Tell me it was filmed. No, it was not filmed. Oh. No, thank God it wasn't because there were some things that it. you wouldn't want re-aired. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or you couldn't, let's put it that yes. way. But it was um it was he's hysterical. Um yeah. just the stories. Um, you know, John Harrison was one of the roasters, and he was telling the story of, I guess, Brenda used to call John because he bartended there a couple days a week for like 21 years mm-hmm. and for the Bestoki family. And I guess Brenda would yell to him if someone was ever choking. And there was a guy who was an older man who was choking, and Brenda yelled to him to come in. And he, he said, I, 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 I get, you know, he said, I never was comfortable doing it, but he said, I did it. And he said, God, I threw that old guy around like a prom date and it was hysterical and he said and it popped out and and his wife is sitting there and i said you know so and so can i get you anything like are you okay she goes i'll have a scotch on the rock and he looked up from the floor where he had him he goes and i'll have one make it dry or whatever i mean it was so funny so but brenda said john saved two people's lives by doing that in the time he was there um and then Nibs was just funny because he picks on the audience and that engages the audience because you never know who he's going to talk about. And mm-hmm. um, Was there anything said about Brenda that you never knew until you heard uh, it? Not really. I mean, I've known her for so That's long. I, I mean. kind of... No, I mean, she. they talked... Mary Jo told some stories, Mary Jo Prino. No, I kind of know... A, a lot about her and, she, and you know how she was and what she you mm-hmm. know when she ran the restaurant now that she is and I mean Nibs said when she retired you know she sold the business and retired he said she decided to take a little 75 hour part time job with Kathy Gavin <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it was funny it was good yeah. it was Evie did a great job um, I'm sure you know they all they were funny Butchie God love him was talking he had about stories to tell. yeah I mean, it was it was funny. <laughs> so, so did she uh, raise a lot of money? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh. I talked to Midge yesterday, though. Midge Garvey, yeah. MacArthur, who is the vice president of Kiwanis, and it's your responsibility to do to get the roast e um, f- and raise the money. So she said it was great. I mean, I called her, congratulated her, and um, it was it was it really was funny. So. Um, uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, so we had a lot of fun. So it was just last week was um, uh, just busy, 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 crazy. So here we are. And what here else? We are. I mean, you had so many things. You were away every night during the week. What else well, did you Well, I had a board meeting one night. I had um, Wednesday night we had... Um, the play for Nancy Hasty that was as we talked about Thursday night I had that Friday night uh, we had Brenda Friday night I was out Saturday night I was well, out Friday night we went over to Cooper's for the benefit that's of right the, to VREC VREC and, and after we left funds. there I went to um, Russell's mm-hmm. with a few people mm-hmm. it was my um, Joe Moskovitz's birthday on the 28th and we took him out on the, the Friday the 26th and so happy birthday Joseph 
city manager Pittston. And um, so we were at Russell's in our little nook, which I love. And that was so we were out till I didn't leave there till 1030. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, I was running around all day. My sister-in-law, Mara, came over. We had dinner at my house. Sunday, we had an evening of fine food and wine. How'd um, that go? Which was great. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cultural center was really funny um uh, it was good it was i mean it's always a good time and i led the champagne group which i do every year and what do you mean you led well you, you have five groups of all named after wines and champagne and you always oh. have a leader who leads and tells you what's going you know so i no, have I done that, that for the dog's age so i'm still doing it and mm-hmm. it was nicely attended and Deb Kosofsky and her husband, Mike, and Tom Tulaney Jr. and his wife were the honorary chair that for the event. And it was nice. It was beautifully done. It was a nice night and uh, a lot of people. And then Monday, I had a, a, a friend, I went out with a friend for dinner. And then Tuesday night, we were at Frank Blasey and I and Meyer went to um, Pittston to a gallery opening and then after the gallery opening we went up to Ricasa for dinner it was a a planned you know you go one and you go to the opening and then up for up to this restaurant for dinner because it was a closed event because it, they're not open on Tuesday and it was um it was great so we were in Pittston having a good time with uh, a lot of people and once again Ricasa was great it's a beautiful place that we talked about before. And this gallery, which is open down the street, is absolutely wonderful. The artwork in there is great. Um, I bought a cool necklace made out of copper. It's like a um, um, copper uh, dragonfly. It's really cool. Oh, that sounds And nice. um, it, the beautiful um, lamps made out of, and, and this, this artist, his name is Scott, and I can't think of his last name. Um, he, all of their ceiling fans and their lighting fixtures are, he did, but they're also available for sale. So he uses like plump, like pipes and all this kind of funky um, materials that you would buy for plumbing or anything, and he re- reuses them and creates light fixtures out of them, and they're nice. absolutely fabulous. Nice. Like with like um, he then he creates through metal these flowers that are connected to the lamp, and they're absolutely gorgeous. I love them. I mean, funky and kind of modern, yet there's that like older twist because it he makes them look a little antique. So. Uh, kind of that Edison lighting and it's they're great so that was that and then last night I stayed the H-E-W toothpicks home <laughs> H-E double toothpicks not W Oh, well, because you know, I time. you saw me getting I my. Know. I just said I'm just staying home I don't yeah. I think it was just way too much stuff and not you know there's no just downtime. it's just constant so yeah. Now that everyone heard my, I don't care about what your itinerary is, Laurie, but <laughs> now that everyone heard it, it's just not. Well, I want you to know that I won one of the prizes. From, you did not. I did. I what did you win? Time, don't I? It's ridiculous. What did you win? I run. I won a basket from True Friends, which is a an animal welfare society. It was a big basket filled with coffee, tea, and, and cookies. <laughs> oh well, that's right up your alley. It's fabulous. Because Patrick it. drinks coffee, so yes. do you? Do you? What do you make? Like a Keurig for him? Because you don't yeah. drink it, or yeah. okay, yeah. And were there Keurig pods in there? No, or? they were. They were ground coffee, which is. 
perfect because I bought those empty Keurig cups. Or is it Keurig or Keurig? How do you say it? I don't know. We'll it's, have to take, look it up and then say yes. it. But anyway, go ahead. But I bought the those empty cups, and now I can fill them with this with coffee. With the coffee, that's Yay. right. Yay. Mm-hmm. Works well. So did you pick it up? Yes, I did. Where was it? At VREC? You had yes. to go get it? Okay. Yep, I well, I didn't want win any of mine, but well, okay, that's all right. You know, what can I tell you? I know. <laughs> And, so. you know, at the roast, uh, Brenda's roast, they had 50-50, and the, the, the um, take was $400. So That's that means nice. they got 800 That was pretty good. I don't know what the one was at um, at Cooper's for mm-hmm. VREC. I don't know, but I know that I did buy a chunk of those, too. Yeah. So uh, I don't know who won. I don't know how much they ended up getting, but I understand that it was uh, a really good good day even though the weather was so horrible on friday night they were ahead of where they were the year before with less people that's oh wow so that's really good wow that's cool yay and that goes towards the angel fund and i just hope that she knew i was there because like i said i she didn't see me um so i'm hoping she she did i think i think she'll know now yes she will (laughs) let's yay so, um, so how are the boys doing? They're How's good. Yale Tommy, boy? the Yale bound boy, or the Yale boy, is um, is going to be uh, Brooklyn bound soon. And Tommy is moving back in a little couple weeks. He'll be back in town to move Great. east to, and getting his place in um, in New York. So they'll be there. Both of them will be there, which we, yay, thank God. And and Sean's doing all right, but under tremendous, tremendous pressure because you either get a, you get pass or honors. And of course, you know what he's aiming for, yes, correct? Yes, of course. So a mm-hmm. um, lot of pressure, lots, yep. can, as you, one could imagine, getting honors in your first year, year of Yale Law School. Yeah. The best, may I add, the best law school in the country. Um, and also, I want to tell you that um, Mr. Tom Holton, who is, um, he is a um, he, he, uh, he does a lot of the wine buying and work for the Radisson and many many um, uh, restaurants. Do you know Tom? Did you ever meet him? He's wonderful. Anyway, he was with the Radisson Group um, for the Fine Food and Wine, which he is every year. And he said to me, "I just listened to you yesterday." I said, you did? And he goes, yeah, I heard everything you did for Easter. I said, well, now you're going to hear more, so keep listening. So I'm going to give a big shout-out to Mr. Tom Holton, who is a sweetheart. He's a really, really good guy. He lives in Wilkes-Barre, and he's from that neck of the woods, and um, he's just really cool. And I'm not sure exactly if it's his own business, if he works for someone, but he does the wine stuff, so... Hello, Tom. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. <clears throat> and I and, wanted, uh, did you have something else you wanted to say about uh, the boys? 
before? No, 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 no. no. Okay. We'll, we'll hear plenty of them as the time, as as time it gets goes closer. on. Yes. yes. All right. So um, I brought something that I thought was interesting. I know that next week we will be um, talking with our guest expert, uh, Attorney Barbara O'Hara, yes. about divorce. But this was something that I, I really was stunned when I read it. Um, this It's just called Gray Divorce, Five Women's Stories. And it's from a, a, a website that's called um, CNC. And it is, I don't know what it is. It's a radio um, device or something. I don't know what. But anyway, this was the story. As divorce among people over 50 and much older is on a dramatic rise. We've talked about this right. before. Right. In fact, it's the only demographic where that's true. Marriages really? of ma marriages of many decades oh, are imploding. Those boomers. <laughs> <clears throat> Such bad girls. All right, marriages of many decades are imploding, exploding and plain old fizzling out. Whoa. And women, for better or worse and everything in between, are more often taking the lead and making it happen. Um, alone. Uh, here's five of the, of the many we received. This one's called Alone, Abandoned, and Free. <laughs> Eleven years ago, I divorced after 30 years of marriage. I was 50 years old. Before my divorce, I spent a lot of time thinking about the future and focused on the hope that my life would improve, that I would be happy in my marriage. Once I made the decision to go forward with separation, it was definitely one day and one problem at a time. I found this essential to my serenity and have lived by this principle ever since. The hardest part of divorce was coming to the decision. In admitting that I was deeply unhappy and in finding a way to communicate this to my spouse. There was sadness in the loss and then all the practical things. Dividing property, finding a place to live, informing children, family and church. The reaction of my in-laws was extremely difficult, and while I expected that they would have difficulty with my decision, I was not prepared for the shunning I experienced from them and from my church. I felt very alone and abandoned. At the same time, I never felt more free. I came to realize that my shared history with my husband was in fact limited to our now adult children. Acknowledging the emptiness between me and my husband made the future I would build with myself and others seem much more valuable. It gave me hope. I have remarried, but like I said, I live much more one day at a time. This does not take away from my commitment or loyalty to my new partner. I'm just no longer willing to sacrifice my own serenity for him for the sake of a good picture or for security. I know he wants this for me as well. The best part of divorce for me was learning to stand on my own. I was barely 20 when I got married. I came of age in the 60s and 70s, and the women's movement influenced me significantly. Some of the men raised in the same era have, era have evolved and been able to adapt, but many have not. I believe this played a large part in my divorce and many others of my generation. The thought of living for another 25 to 30 years in an unhappy marriage was pivotal, pivotal in my decision to leave my marriage at age 50. Ticking the years off is a grim alternative. Life is short. We are meant to be happy. The best is yet to come. 
I turned 68 this year. The, the, sorry, this is another one. The best is yet to come, question mark. I turned 68 this year and into my sixth year post-divorce. This aging thing sucks. <laughs> I used to live with a best is yet to come approach. Now I mourn the loss of my younger self. I sometimes allow the fear of never being loved in that way again to creep into my mind. The thought that I was really not loved that way after all is soul crushing. My self-confidence is tenuous. The best, most vibrant years of my life were shared with this man, but I apparently lived an illusion. Knowing that clouds, knowing that clouds many memories, I am learning to quietly and privately remember my own history. Family reaction to the divorce was scaring, was caring and supportive. Our adult children who are in their 30s rarely talk about it but constantly check in and give me wonderful mom accolades. My relationship with my older sister has deepened. My ex and I were part of a group of couples for almost 20 years. After the divorce, they were good to me, but we have little contact now. I marked their milestone anniversaries, 40 years on Facebook. Happy for them, sad for me. My new acquaintances are older women who live in the same apartment complex. There are six of us, one still married, four widows, and me, the only divorcee. All of us are learning to be alone, and we are beginning to be able to say, call me if you need whatever. I see no real value in marriage now. I see lots of value in long-term relationships, but oh, there are so many painful po possible endings. This experience for me, <clears throat> excuse me, means starting over on every level of my being. Can you relate to any of this? What? Which? Well, oh, no. You, you mean, yeah, uh, but the fear. But I guess the second one was she didn't want the divorce, it seems, um, based on how she wrote that. No, I, she didn't really say. Yeah, it seemed that's what, how, what I would take from that. Yeah. And I find, I this is just me, I find... My women my age or younger, right around my age, that are are divorcing or have divorced. Yeah. If they were the one, and I guess it's just natural. If they were the one that wanted it, they don't. It's not an issue. It's the ones that didn't want it or were surprised by it yeah. that struggle to this day to to figure out or the loneliness or the sadness or whatever that is. Yeah. I think if you're the one who isn't the one who really thought you wanted it it's a lot harder to overcome yeah it seems as though i thought this one was really interesting about um i'm surprised that first one got remarried though yeah me too i, I did it just didn't make sense but yeah. i guess she's marriage is now in a, on different terms for her well that's what she said yeah so yeah i guess it's how it works i, I don't know it's it's hard but what are you going to do? I don't know. It's, um, that's, that's, uh, that's what happens. And, and again, you know, the other thing is when she's saying, like, you know, she's mourning her younger self. I think to a degree we all do that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think you do it at no matter what age. <laughs> I do, yeah. You, I think starting think at 30. It. Starting mm -hmm. at 30, you start to realize, oh, you know, I'm not going to live forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
you don't really think of it until then. I think it's one of those things where 30 is a scary place to start. Um, but I, I also believe that, you know, I think back on um, my own marriage and I think of, you know, that Pat and I will celebrate this December, it'll be 20 years we've married. I can't believe that, wow. but it's 20 years. And then I think that his first marriage lasted really about 20 years before they broke up, but technically 25 or 26 before the divorce went through. And I think back on the fact that that's the time that I wish I had with him. Yeah. When he was at the top of his game and life was really good and mm -hmm. things were really humming. Everything he did turned to gold. And I think now of, you know, the, that was a year and a half, two years into our marriage that he had that accident that caused right. all that stuff. And um, I just, yeah, I just go back on this aging thing sucks and I get it. And you have to rewrite your marriage based on, you know, finding a different way. I guess they call it reframing the conversation yeah but you, you know as I've talked about before and I and I know I sound like a broken record but that Frank Grace and Frankie and the Kaminsky report are pro, what is it report project to the Kaminsky method method mm -hmm. so they're like the Gracie the Grace and Frankie and the of the male that's neck, true. right yes. because they're experiencing so many different things yes. um and uh -huh. older and now they're and they're right around the same ages right. and um it's amazing what, how men view things versus how women do it like you know i watched the second episode last night and michael douglas yeah and oh, michael yeah. douglas had slept over in alan arkin's house because his wife had passed the night before and he mm -hmm. stayed and he was he came in remember when he got him up at like 4 30 in the morning and he goes to the bathroom and he said you um you urinate like i do like <laughs> you know you just don't you you don't think that that's i know um the thing and then here it's you go funny. it's yeah. just funny to see both of them because you think that the experiences that they have are unique to them we i think we all do until you see that you're right and, and then, then you, you think well this is what happens, happens this to everybody. is yeah it happens to everybody yeah. and no different than what the on the women's side with watching watching that um yep. the other two it's yes. it's just and and your fears and the same thing happens and you know it's it's i think it's kind of neat because people do just that's what you do you just keep thinking like that so and as you get older those are the things that happen you can't even imagine it until no you can't you see that no and and i know even you think of being around your parents when they were the age that we are yes. now and you think to yourself um i don't remember any of this happening with them mm -hmm. though but it did but they didn't talk about it that's the difference they just didn't talk about or there it. weren't things on tv that made them feel like they were part of right. something because <laughs> you know because when you hear things or on radio and you listen to people yeah. you you know there's safety in numbers so when right. you hear the same story or you say I, I i have to tell you something did this ever happen to you and they go oh my god all the t then you feel like oh god thank god i'm not i don't have this i don't have that it's it's a common thing right and you just you don't you don't think about it and i remember as a young kid things that i experienced changing and you know your body changing at the and i used to think oh, i don't know if that's normal and i was afraid to ask certain mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. and now it's just 
there's nothing. It's nothing. As a matter of fact, this is one I'm going to talk about next week because this is something we never talk about. But this one is that how I began exploring my sexuality after my husband died. We never talk about something like that. Yeah. This is a very fascinating So, Barb, you better story. make sure Barbara's all prepared for that yes. one. Yes. All right. So, we are going to take a quick <laughs> break. We will be right back with Leah Jenakopoulos, who is with ERA One Source Realty. And we will be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Woman of. Just being silly. Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And joining us, as I said before, is Leah Jenakopoulos, who is the business Development Director for ERA One Source Realty. ERA has around 100 agents in 10 counties with seven offices. And Leah, we're talking about what today in the wonderful world of real estate? Well, since it's May, which means busy season has hit. Yeah. You know, everyone was a little nervous, I think, at the end of last year's busy season, which never stopped, really. It's been going. And uh, Forbes just wrote an article how from now and through May of 2020, they don't see anything really dying down. And the good thing is the mortgage rates have stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They've kind of gone down, which has really helped. I mean, it's really good. Just this week alone, uh, we had a little bit of a bidding war on three different properties as soon as they came on last Friday. Yay. I mean, that's that's never, yeah, that's never a bad thing to have. Mm -hmm. Um, But so Forbes wrote that article and what they said is they've seen the biggest decrease in coastal homes and decrease decrease oh yeah coastal and like secondary vacation homes but is it is it due to money or due to the climate change that we seem to be with all these wacky storms that are coming around um i i I think it's a mix i mean they really didn't hit on it but they said that's where they've noticed the biggest decrease and they've noticed the biggest increase in luxury homes now i don't know if that necessarily means good old scranton pennsylvania but (laughs) you know real estate in general that's what they said um but they still said that it's a positive market for this year which i think is good and i think that puts a lot of sellers and buyers at ease you know Mm-hmm. But um, another thing we, you know, we were talking about, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, but this was actually a conversation that kind of came up a couple of weeks ago in uh, interviewing your realtor, you know, and um, that was one thing we were talking about. And then it was a conversation that came up with a bunch of new agents that we just got. And we were talking about that, how, you know, as much as they might be interview you might be interviewing and seeing what they want, they're interviewing you as well. Like, are you going to be able to put up with the seeing 90 houses versus three houses you know and that's that's a big thing too you know you hear a lot of about like how some realtors you know only want quick 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 like they want to do the sale but i think the one thing is you got to have be patient and the one thing that came to mind this week is um i got a call last week out of the blue just from a realtor.com ad and it was a translator 
who she's been donating her time to school and working with people and I found this family and let me tell you I met this family I I don't want to stop showing them houses because I just love seeing all seven of the children Uh and everything and it's just been so nice working with them but we're nearing the end I think we've now seen 27 houses to date oh no but it was um you know but we just couldn't find the right one and this is like a forever home it's a big purchase so but I said, I go, I almost don't want them to find one because oh. I don't want to not, not be, you know, I don't want to not, not see them anymore. But, uh, yeah, so it's been it's been picking up. I have to say it's been really, it's been steady. It was steady all through Christmas, the holiday season, winter, all of that. But it's really been picking up even more. And, and these houses are going on the market, and they're going in a day, which is a great thing right now. So it still is a seller's market as much as it is. I guess it's a, a market for you know, for everyone at this point, because the sellers are getting what they want and the buyers are still, everyone's still looking to buy. So what about inventory? Oh, I need it. (laughs) That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. I think that's fascinating because I remember, what was it, like 10 years ago when we started doing this, we were right in the middle of the great recession kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about short sales we were talking about foreclosures (laughs) we were talking about all of that stuff and now it's completely flipped around where you need inventory and and that is just that's a good sign so i guess uh i think the other thing i was going to add is the reason why i think a lot of the shore homes well hurricanes obviously that has a lot to do with it um and we've had so many more of them than we've had 10 years ago but i also think that it has something to do with the tax rates because the interest that you can write off on uh, properties second homes is significantly diminished and so if you don't have a tax incentive Mm -hmm. to do that a lot of people would say well just rent you know why should i buy right so um that might have something to do with yeah i bet you if you if we looked at that leah Mm -hmm. and said how many how about the rentals have they picked up they have i would yeah it's crazy uh, yep Mm-hmm. But it's funny now because a lot of the buyers I'm working with are first-time home buyers right now, and their biggest thing is, I'm done renting. I'm done renting. Yes. Like I got actually a call on my way here from the one guy I'm working with, and he said, "Hey, I really want to have like maybe a solid closing date for like mid-July, the latest." He's like, "Cause I'm I don't want to go into having to go another month to month." He, you know, he's paid up with everything, but he's like, "You know, that would be ideal. I can move out of where I am and you know be done." And he said, "I'm just so sick of throwing money out." And you know, I guess it's it's a it's a twofold process too. I guess it depends on what you're doing. And yesterday too, another girl called me. She's like, "When you know, whenever you're ready, please." Like, as soon as you see anything, especially she's looking in the Abington School District, which that's, like, the hottest market, too, right now. Everyone's mm-hmm. dying to get their hands on anything over there. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to have something coming. She's like, oh, how, how, when, I'll take it out. I'm like, you're not going to take it how it is, but I know what you mean. And I said, she's like, I'm just so sick of paying rent. And I get it, you know? Yeah. yeah, and then and you you really have to look at these people who are buying the houses because with the taxes and with the upkeep and if you're not a, a landlord who lives here, making sure someone's available to help you, and really you know your your return on your investment has to be up there for you to even bother doing it because it's a pain mm-hmm. dealing with all the whims and woes of all these people who need your i this is wrong this you know getting the ideal tenant is not always the easiest thing and Mm -hmm. what about all that information about that dude in scranton with all the properties 19 properties and there and it hasn't paid anything 
Oh, yeah, I just saw that the other day. I mean, it's it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. I know. But, you know, that's the problem, too. You know, they're, they're buying these properties, and but no one's following up on anything mm-hmm. either. No, so. they have to, because Chris Kelly has really alerted, uh, you know, the town as to what's going on with this guy and, yeah. and the lack of, you know... No, no payment of garbage fees and city and county taxes, and and then he isn't even registered. Doesn't even have these things registered. These so, but then you know what though? Kind of you can make a joke on it. Like good for him almost in a way because he was getting away with it. Well, he and well, why and wasn't anyone checking up and, on him? And that should be done because that, that slipped through the cracks right. and it was someone else's fault. That's not really the guy's fault. You know why should well, he, he chase should, around someone? He, no, he but he, he should, should have been register honest. his properties. Oh yeah, getting, absolutely. I mean, that's your obligation to do those. And a lot of now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure plenty of people don't, but right. that is what you're supposed to do when you have a rental uh, rental property. But it's just it's 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 amazing what goes into. All I'm saying is if you really buy a property, look and see what your actual expenses are and what you actually get then on the return. Because if you're selling a commercial real estate property, Leah, from what I understand, from mm-hmm. what I, I remember, it's it should be uh, 10 times the um, take the you, what you actually make on the property, right. right? The net profit. Yeah. So and then that would be what you could sell the property for what it's technically worth. Right. Yeah. OK. So it still is the 10 times. Yeah, yeah. They, they want to see like the profit margins. Make sure you know what they're paying for it is what they're going to mm-hmm. get out of it plus more. You know, and if especially if you're looking for long term investments, you want to make sure that you're not screwing yourself. You right. know, so that is. But there's still a lot of investors. I mean, I am working with about seven of them right now. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, they're definitely there. They. They want it. Well, I see when you look at the real estate transactions in the newspaper. Tons. All of these LLCs and and things that they're not human beings. They're obviously entities that are buying up these properties. Mm -hmm. So I've seen more of that in the last, I want to say, two months than I've seen ever. Mm -hmm. So protecting themselves. Where are they coming from? New York, well, New Jersey, new, uh, and local. I mean, there's so oh, yeah. a lot of people still buying things up and and still doing with. I mean, look at Charlie Jefferson, what he's mm-hmm. done. He's done a great I mean, job. All we need the, more. And 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 those, the, you know? well, there's nothing available to rent. No, no, there it's isn't. Amazing, you know. And I have a good friend that's also just took on a project downtown Scranton as well. And you know, he hasn't even advertised his apartments yet, and they're booking right up because there's still they still want people still want that especially that was a big reason I brought downtown I was living in the Connell building I loved it but as a realtor I was overpaying you know rent that was not that fun anymore and I didn't want to leave downtown because you know I do think it's still nice there's Bar Pazzo there's oh, a ton of restaurants you can walk to Definitely. the bars I mean Penn Avenue is completely picked up I love Penn it. Avenue yeah. is mm-hmm. great Great, great, yep. great. Especially like, you know, you can go get your nails done. You can go work out. You can get your hair blown out. Like there's At just studio yes. RD blow bar. Yes. Blow dry bar. Exactly. I mean, you can walk in and walk, walk out, you know, and, um, and, and there's little shops down there. So I think that's a great way to invest in real estate in this Scranton area. And restaurants. Yes, absolutely. Great, which is great. Did you have you been to AV since it's downtown? Yes, I have. Never, it, I, I been have. There. Do you yeah. like it? 
Yeah. It's Did great. you ever go, Lynn? No, Have you ever, I, yeah. I want we to go. We have to both to check it out one I of these days. Everybody there. loves it. Yeah. I know. And there's just so much the going on. What's the bake shop? That, that, My cousin there? Michelle yeah. owns it. It's called the Electric City Bake Oh, her cakes are mm -hmm. You don't yeah. even want to eat them because the presentation is just like <laughs> I know. Phenomenal. And then across the street, then you have the slurp. Is yep. the slurp shop? The peculiar slurp shop. Then peculiar. And then they have the... Um, Two bars. The, and the, the hen. What's... Uh, the wandering hen. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's... You can buy... You can have food. You can buy your lunch and market. and um, little market with jellies and all kinds of wonderful so yeah, Penn um, Avenue is looking good advertised yeah. but I never knew where where is it it's I know right it's across block, from it's where? across from Joanne Arduinos on uh, the ballet theater of Scranton the 300 block of Penn where okay. everything is going on okay yeah yeah it's clear. yeah that it is and like all his and then there's um an apartment building over there fully rented already mm -hmm. you know so is that Art Russo's yeah, place that's too? Our, yeah. yeah okay so, so it's yeah so Scranton says still it's good to invest you mm -hmm. know especially now with the medical school and everything yeah. I mean it's it's good. So, and the kids coming down from the there's you know kids coming from the U because their parents are coming from other like they they buy or they'll buy a place which and then, is so smart which is happening a lot right yeah. instead of paying rent they're buying it and then they sell it when they leave right. it happens that's all right. the time that's so, great that's a yeah smart so thing. it's. You know, there's no reason to still not invest in Scranton. No, it's a good I definitely thing. will say that. Absolutely. absolutely. Keep doing it. Well, Leah, how can anyone who may be interested, how would they get in touch with you? We are located at www.era1.com. If you want to go on the web, we have social media sites. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It's ERA1. Or you can call us at 570-587-9999. And that's our Central Clark Summit office, our home office. But we have the other offices, and you can reach everyone there or you can get me personally at my cell phone, which is 570-947-9250. There you go. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Tell Sunita, or as Patrick calls, she, he combines Nisha and, and Sunita and calls them Sunisha. So tell them we said hello, please. I definitely thank will. You. And thank you for listening. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.